Welcome to When Marriage and Purpose Collide, the, the podcast. podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Cree Speaks Life. Hi, I'm DJ, co-host of this podcast. Hi, I'm Lucretia, co-host, and I am also a speaker, author, and purpose journey coach. I am passionate about helping single women of faith rediscover their purpose before the husband and blossom in their marriage. Why, you ask? Because there is purpose to attain, life worth living, and work needing to be done before inviting your future husband in your life. So I decided to bring my husband along to share a man's perspective. Men need encouragement and empowerment too. Hi, this is DJ. You're the host. If you're trying to figure out how to date with purpose, maybe you're single, desiring marriage, in a pause season, or even engaged, this podcast is what you need. Go sit back, enjoy the combo we have on a daily basis. Now on to the episode. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Hey. To another episode. We back, we back for another episode. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of When Marriage and Purpose Collide, Collide. the podcast. Yep. And we hear y'all. Y'all, it's about to be November, but it's still fall. Your favorite month. Yes, right? It's my favorite. My favorite month's about to come. My birthday's in November. We are just... Birth month. You might as well say that because she celebrates the whole month. I do celebrate the whole month. That that does. That's a thing that happens, and I think it should happen. Everybody should celebrate the whole month. Just give me that one day. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but as you can see, y'all, we have another guest in the building. Hey. Oh my gosh, like our sec you are our second guest queen, our second guest ever on the podcast. I'm so excited. So excited that you're here. So yeah, um, so yes, Me so too. yeah, so we normally get started with a um what we call it? Something interesting. Yeah, something interesting. We call it something interesting because we don't have a title of it yet. And so yeah, something interesting. It's and been the, about two seasons, we still don't. No, nah, it's okay. No, nah, we, we ain't gonna, <laughs> gonna figure this thing out. Just roll with it. Yeah, yeah, just roll with it. So one of the things I thought about was um was the traditions that we're building in our family. Like I remember before mm-hmm. I got married, like I was like, I can't wait to build the traditions, like the stuff that I probably didn't get or that I want. And um, so when we have kids, we'll be able to do that as a family. And mm-hmm. so some of the things that we've been doing, um that every year, like, I don't think we have the whole holidays planned out, but at least. The, I know the one that's real solid is the playing any Christmas music on oh. Christmas day, Christmas morning, to oh. make sure everybody wake up. We oh, most one. definitely. Most definitely. The one we starting though, is the, uh, we have a little bonfire that we're trying to do it. Yes. On the actual day of uh, fall. Yeah, fall. It was supposed to be on the first day of fall. Yeah, but it was but like, it was like still hot. Like yeah, it was like 90, 98 <laughs> degrees. I was like, we ain't about to start no fire. We're not doing it's no hot. bonfire, right? <laughs> so we decided not to do that. But um, I mean, we, well, we're gonna hold off. We're gonna yeah, we try to do it this weekend. But they talking about some red flag warning where catch yeah, fire. Yeah, I saw a red flag like too. That. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that one of the things we yeah the bonfire mm-hmm. and then also taking the kids to the pumpkin patch, um, mm-hmm. is one of the things we we've been. You know, we've been doing like since she was like two, I think we've been doing that yeah. Um, since our um, our oldest has been two. And then right now, I think for Christmas, we try to do like an outing, something yeah. like that. But I think I think because the holidays are around, that's when we do it. But I don't know anything else that we've done or we have been building unless you could think of something um, that we've been doing. We're trying to take pictures, but <laughs> she keep talking about these family photos. We that never we ain't take been the family doing. photos. So. <laughs> professional ones you know the one where you go to walmart you got the little background right oh my gosh like the that. fade out of your pet <laughs> yeah you know what I'm we, want, we want one of them oh my gosh so yeah so yeah we want to see queen you have any um traditions that you do with your family any family traditions yeah yep, we sure do, do, do so um we are really big on family me and my children okay and so um let's see what's a good one um so for Christmas, mm-hmm. we do reindeer treats. Ooh. So the night before, you know, we do, we all have matching pajamas and we uh-huh. do hot cocoa and we all, we make a huge pan of rain, reindeer treats. So you can make it several different ways, but we use um, pretzels. Okay. 
with the white chocolate and melt it in different color sprinkles. Okay. And we make a whole pan of it and um, put it in the fridge and mm -hmm. um, put them in a bowl and then they're in a cookie jar. So we kind of eat on that like through Christmas and New Year's. Like that's our little pickup snack. Yeah. So we do that um, and we leave that. Now, even though we have discussed the mm -hmm. whole Santa issue, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not going to rob kids of their imagination right. and what brings them joy. Right. So even though they know mm -hmm. that mommy is Santa, mm -hmm. they still want to put out treats for me. <laughs> listen, listen, and just keep it coming, um, I guess. Just keep but it going. You know, yeah, they're nine and 11, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to steal their joy. The way kids are today, I would rather them still have that childlike humor mm -hmm. um, and and just the, the the gaze in their eyes, mm -hmm. opposed to you know exposing them to all of the cruelness of the world. Oh my so, god! Um, so, but weird. that's what we do, and we've been doing it, gosh, forever. So I don't think that's something that we will ever stop doing, okay. honestly. Right. Um, and so yeah, we do that, and we go outside in the freezing cold and take pictures in front of the house. Wow! Don't ask me why that started, but <laughs> <laughs> that started being a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's cool. So, but yeah, we like to have a lot of fun um, mm -hmm. around the holidays. Um, okay. As together as family. That is cool. I like the reindeer treat idea. Yeah. We might we have to take that. We have to. Gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to do gingerbread house? Mm -hmm. yeah. we, tr we tried the gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. I like the way you said it. didn't try. go well. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> we tried it and it was like, it was there nice to look at, but we like to eat our crafts. Okay. So it was, we didn't like, like the way that. it tasted. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so they was like, mm -hmm. Yeah, they were totally against the gingerbread house thing again. Oh, wait. I forgot. We, we was trying to do the Christmas lights. We started that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. been a rough start. I'll tell you that now. Yeah, it's been a rough start. I uh, don't know when we. The first one we did was over at, was that Longview? Was that the oh, first you mean one? going to the Christmas lights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we not, we not... Longview Lake has one, and we had a wait in line for like an it was, hour. It was like probably longer than that. Like we waited it was like probably an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And when you get there, it's only 15 minutes worth of, worth of lights to look at. Mm -hmm. But it didn't help that we was in this mm -hmm. beat down Lexus oh, yeah. that kept trying to die on this wall. Oh, my <laughs> so God. So it was a nerve wracking experience because you like, if this car die, when we trying to have fun we don't hear and make it mm -hmm. for the kids. But anyway, so let's <laughs> let's move on to why we here today, because I was so excited when I saw some of your posts on Facebook, Queen, and I was like, you know what? We started this podcast up the second season and we need some face because people tired. I mean, not people might be tired of looking at us, but <laughs> and hearing from us sometimes and be like, can we get some old diff you know, different aspects and perspectives? I feel like people would love to see that. Sure. And um, because we could talk all day about mm -hmm. stuff. And I love mm -hmm. talking about relationships. We love talking about relationships. One reason why we started the podcast, of course. And so Yes, when you put, made a post that I was like, wait a minute, I didn't know she, hold on, you know what, you need to be on the podcast. So I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're able to share um, with your experience what you've been doing. And so I'm going to go ahead and read her bio real quick for the people, because listen, when it's, it's, it's about to go down, it's, it's, she got, she, she's got the credentials. All right. <laughs> for the credential. So I'm going to read it, y'all. So <laughs> Queen Ella Pringle is founder of Cornerstone Visionaries Consulting and Coaching, located in the Goose Creek, South Carolina, lo located in Greater Charleston area. Queen holds a master's in human services counseling with a focus on marriage and family and a master's in marriage and family therapy with a license pending. She is a nationally certified family life educator, solution-focused coach, coach, relationship coach, and a wedding officiant. Come, come on, saying I do to the folks. She is the mom of two amazing kids, Gabriella and Quincy, living the ultimate sports mom life seven days a week. Sport, woo, seven days. Also, seven you. days. Thank you for your service. And, uh, thank you for your <laughs> service. Yeah, she, you didn't see that. She got Air Force in there too. Yeah. So thank you for your service. Yeah. Man, Thank that's you. that's so awesome. I'm just all the, the things. So you have a plethora, I'm sure, plethora of knowledge of okay. all the clients that you've been seeing regarding marriage and family and 
getting singles to understand what it's like to be married. And I'm sure you coached marriages and folks who are trying to figure this thing out. So we thought you were the perfect mm-hmm. person for this. So there's three questions we like to ask our guests. Our audience may know this as well. So I want to throw them out to you. So when we talk about this podcast and marriage and purpose colliding, what does it mean to you? Marriage and purpose colliding. Oh, that is an awesome question. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a dissector. So I'm going to dissect it both and then bring it all together. Come on, dissect. Um, I feel like with our purpose, We have to know what it is about ourselves that drives us to purpose, Mm. okay? So, you know, we're all born predestined with a path ahead of us. That's what, you know, the Bible tells us. We are all purposed with something. Mm -hmm. Now, oftentimes people don't take the time or don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. to find out their purpose so you know we we go through life and we meet people and we have friendships and relationships and we do this without truly knowing who we are mm-hmm. truly knowing the gifts that we operate in and really knowing our challenges mm-hmm. so we just do things blindly so you know when we look at purpose purpose is truly just taking that time, setting that time aside to get to know yourself, get to know your creator and finding what it is that that your life is is called to do. Mm. Because then you can move purposefully into relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now that collides with marriage. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, and I am, I can raise my hand because I did not do that. Mm-hmm. So I can I can sing on that choir. If you don't do that, you find yourself in relationships that are truly not for you. And there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of challenges. You know, that's where the Bible talks about being unequally yoked, right? So you're going in two very different directions. Yeah. So when marriage and purpose collide, it starts with one, knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that and your partner, hopefully your partner will get to know themselves as well. And not everybody gets to that point and that's yeah. okay. But that's a transparent discussion to have with yourself and with your partners. Hey, before we say I do, mm-hmm. let's work on us. Wow. Let's make sure that we know what we're getting into and that we can step into this fully transparent, everything on the table mm-hmm. and we're moving in, in the right direction. We're moving in the direction that we're both called to be. Now you may not be called to the same thing, Mm-hmm. but at least you know your purpose yeah. at least you know what you're working towards I like that that's crucial that's so good that's oh, so yeah. good and that's what is needed it's like I like how you said you can with your partner talk about it like sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's like oh I don't know how to bring this up I don't know if they like bring it up bring the discussion yeah. the purpose of working on both of you you know on yourselves individually and together so that was right. good that was good thank I you Go ahead. Right. When I, when I talk to people um, about things like that, you know, I always go back to being naked and unashamed. Mm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you and your partner should be able to have those being naked and unashamed conversations. Like that. Ooh, we gonna have to hold. Yes, yeah, stay. We gonna have to come back to that. Yeah, I like that. A, I like what you just said right there. So hold, that's the biggest thing. Hold that thought. That that shame is like the biggest thing when when yeah. it comes to that. Like. Yeah, if you don't mm-hmm. handle it first, or at least yeah. talk about it, try to get it out of the way. I mean, ain't no healing in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with the second question. Uh, what compelled you to join this conversation and this platform? Well, um, I have definitely enjoyed. I've listened to a few of your um your podcasts, and I know the mission mm-hmm. um over the last season and. It's just, it's so funny and weird to think that we've been out of college for 15 years, oh but gosh. you know, I know it's, crazy. it's a mess, it's but, <laughs> but you know, just really trying to stay plugged in with your peers, you know, to yeah. see what everyone is doing. Yep. Um, and so I really enjoyed, um, you know, watching Lucretia and 
seeing you guys get married and have mm. babies. And I'm watching in the background because I'm like, yay. And I think <laughs> I probably even reached out to you and was like, hey, I'm a lactation consultant. If you're breastfeeding, like, call I think me I remember that. <laughs> You've been dating for a while now, but you still feel a little uneasy about how you've both been communicating. Sometimes it feels off and you both aren't on the same page. It's hard to be consistent. You find it difficult to bring up hard and awkward conversations and you feel like there hasn't been any true resolution to your conflict. So listen, I've been there. It's not that you aren't communicating, more than likely it's the way you are communicating. Before DJ and I were married, we were told to communicate as a piece of advice, but how? So we developed a check-in system that helped us be vulnerable, open up, and build intimacy before marriage. Our new check-in cheat sheet, The Communication Game Changer, is available now at www.lucretiahaley.com. That's www.l-u-c-r-e-t-i-a-h-a-l-e-y.com. And it's just for $4.99. Change the way you communicate before and after you say, I do. Now on to the episode. Remember that? Yeah. A lot of people is like, um, that's weird. I'm like, no, because yeah. I'm the one that I like to break that stigma in our African-American community sure. when it comes to breastfeeding. So yeah. anytime I see anybody on my Facebook page uh-huh. that's pregnant, I'm reaching out to them. Here's my number. You call me. Yeah. Put that baby on your Let's do it, right? So uh, so when you reached out and was like, hey, do you want to be in a podcast? I'm like, yeah, so let's awesome. do it. Yeah. Yes, I am so glad you you said yes. I'm so glad you. I, I mean, I rare. I would. I would be concerned if I did get a no from somebody. Like, no, I don't want. Like, why you don't want me? You know. <laughs> but okay. I'm so glad. Right. <laughs> um. All right. So the next question is: What are your thoughts surrounding the current state of singles and dating nowadays? Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there because I was gonna say something and I might tell your thoughts. But go ahead. <laughs> Say la, child. Say Say la. la. The dating scene, (laughs) the dating scene for singles is, um, it's not good right now. Mm. It's not. Um, Going back to, you know, my previous statement, a lot of people don't know who they are. And people have a tendency to leave one relationship, go immediately right into the next one without healing Mm -hmm. any type of, heartbreak, trauma, Mm -hmm. mental, emotional challenges. Like they don't take into account how those things spill over into your next relationship. And so, you know, as those things are compounded and it's going and going and it's just really creating a pool of people that are hurt. Mm. It really is. And so when they're no longer in relationships and they're single, Mm -hmm. they come to meet people with that hurt on the forefront. So they come with their guard up, you know, they're not really transparent in who they are and what they're looking for, you know? And so it really just, um, it, it puts a a awkward space Uh in dating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've talked to, um, just even quite a few women and dating on different levels, like even dating for those that are higher in, um, like higher in their careers okay is challenging you know so all of these layers all of these layers that that are in that in the single community has to be shed it has to be broken down um and so it's really not a healthy space right now um but you know there's been on the over the last year and a half two years there's been such a uprise on mental health and everyone going out to you know, go to counseling and coaching yep. and mentorship and all these great things. So my hope, because I have hope in this world, my hope is that they're they're really doing the work and really doing the self-reflection and making significant significant changes so that way they can one, have a better relationship with themselves. Yeah. And then have better relationships with their significant others and their families and colleagues. Because it's all truly about having healthy relationships. Yeah. But it starts with the self. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so big when you said the hurt, because I think there's such a broad range of hurt 
that people gotten healed on one specific area, but then there's other areas that they was like, well, I got, I'm healed. I'm good. But no, you're not really like you didn't handle the childhood trauma stuff or, you know, you didn't exactly. handle, you might've ha handled the breakup, but you still got family stuff that's, that, that did you, you know, mm -hmm. forgiveness and things that haven't been handled. Right. So I think that is some of the things where potentially, or we think that, okay, you got healed over your last relationship. And so they think that that's the thing, like, okay, I'm healed over him or her. We, I'm good. We can move on, but there's other things. So right. um, I like how you brought that up. And right. I didn't really trip off of like that where um, it's a lot of hurt. Yeah. It's a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, and I think a lot of people yeah. are fearful of getting into relationships one, mm -hmm. and then also they don't know how to trust because of all of that stuff. And so, exactly. so it's like, why, exactly. why am I, well, I'm just going to just play around. Like why I got to be committed you know, why do I have to, right. you know, so that's, that's key. I like how you brought that on. I like, so thank you so much for answering our three questions, but I want to get into some of the things that you do and how you've been working with folks um, in your um, consulting and really with the couples and things. So one of the questions I have, um, or we have, we came up with um, is um, some of the, com what common themes do you see? when it comes to either the couples that are in counseling, maybe married or maybe they're getting married, but what are some things that you, that you are noticing that could be potential red flags or maybe something that you, you're like, okay, this is what people need to really work on mm -hmm. right now. Like mm -hmm. you got the audience, you got the folks who are listening right now. What is it? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Learning. So, you know, it's cliche to say, you know, we have to communicate. Communication is key. Okay, we we know that because you and I are having a dialogue, therefore we're communicating. We get that. Right. Knowing how to communicate is what's challenging for a lot of people today. Mm. Okay. So learning how to communicate, meaning one, being emotionally intelligent about yourself. Mm. So that way you know exactly one, how you're feeling in that moment knowing how you can slow down your response, okay. knowing that your response is coming from a place of value and not from a place of fear, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, listening effectively, listening intently, mm -hmm. and not, not listening, quote unquote, listening to respond, but truly listening to understand. Mm. Listening to understand. And finally, you know, learning how to respond to each other in a way that is, healthy for the relationship you know and those are the, really the three key things that i see wow. and when it boils down to it we just were never taught how to communicate yeah. wow we were never taught about healthy relationships mm. we've seen arguing fighting fussing somebody in our neighborhood probably getting mad at their boyfriend and throwing clothes out the window like those are the things that we yeah. witnessed yeah yeah <laughs> and and so you know as we saw those things and we grew up and never had a conversation that challenged that mm. in our minds that has never been challenged we're saying okay well this is how we're supposed to go about this so if i'm having a, a, a disagreement with my significant other and it's getting escalated mm. i've only seen it go higher and higher who's going to have the last word the person mm -hmm. with the last word wins mm -hmm. I've never seen, okay, sweetheart, this is getting um, into a heated discussion. Wow. Let's just take five minutes. Let's mm -hmm. cool off and let's get back together. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. Right. right. But it's, it's not the norm. It's not what we were taught. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, so how it's, it, it goes back to those foundations. Oh, I'm sorry. It goes no. back to those foundations of learning how to communicate. Mm. So that's the question then, like how, if you get someone, a couple that's been, you know, that is struggling with communication and they're on the wits ends, wits end of things. And they probably, like you said, haven't been taught. How then do you get them to, to work that out? Like to, in a healthy way, you know, and how do, and I'm sure they're on the brink of like a divorce or maybe they're just you know, I don't know, maybe we should separate, da, 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 da. you know, but how do you get that, build that with them to where they are able to be on one accord again? Mm -hmm. So that's a great question. Yeah. Um, each couple is different. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some 
that you have to finesse mm. a little bit more because you know we're not used to coming into spaces where we're having to air our dirty laundry to talk about our business right because as a culture, we've been taught what goes in my house stays in my house. Sure. What goes on here stays here. We don't go talk about our business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depending on the couple, we may have to build a little bit more of a relationship where they can see that, hey, I'm a trusted person. I'm okay. not here to judge you. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to put you in your place. Sure. I'm not here to tell you that you're right or wrong. I'm here to help give you tools to help enhance your relationship, mm -hmm. to increase the vitality of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then we have some couples that, like you said, that are really at their wits end, but once you get to your wits end, it's like, it's either we're going to try everything or I'm just here because I need to check a box. Wow. So it just really depends. You know, it just really depends on who comes through the door. But I, for me personally, um, because I am a family systems type person, um, my initial conversation starts with what are the relationships that you saw growing up? Okay. You know, how are the relationship with your parents mm. and your grandparents and aunts and uncles and whoever raised you? You know, what are those relationships like? Because if we've only seen the negative and never really take into account the positives, yeah. or if we didn't learn anything from our own previous relationships, mm -hmm. then those are like, you know, if you have a, a jar of marbles, those are just marbles stacking up inside of the jar. Mm -hmm. And until we start to pluck those marbles out and really be curious about them mm -hmm. and try to understand why is this here? What is it that I can learn from this situation? then we're just going to keep adding to it, which will cause, of course, relationship trauma. Wow. That's, whoo. I don't know. Go ahead. I, I didn't know if you had something to. to oh, no. Well, she, she already answered one of the questions I put down, was which it? was uh, basically, is there a great amount of uh, individuals dealing with uh, untreated trauma okay. and dating? And the only reason I brought that up is because I remember during my dating days, I remember there was like, it seemed like I kept running into like people that had past traumas, uh, either like abuse or something like sexual abuse, or it was always something to where, you know, normally people was like, Oh man, she crazy. This and that. Well, it's like, no, it's, it's, something there's something deeper there. It's just, she doesn't have a, you know, a healthy way to find a, like a, a relief for it or something like that. So instead of, right trying to fix it it's like they're just dating to mm -hmm. see if, you know that will put it away like no that's mm -hmm. that doesn't work it doesn't work that doesn't work and something you said lucretia just a few minutes ago you know when people go to therapy mm -hmm. they tackle the first issue mm -hmm. and then they close the door ah. like you said oh i'm healed of this that's it mm -hmm. but truly when you're in the transformation space and you're really truly doing the work to heal there's several, multiple doors that you have to walk through. Yes. Because if you're truly doing the work, it's going to unlock the door. So for instance, mm -hmm. if if someone was to go to counseling for trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And they're saying, oh, I'm having trust issues. I'm having trust issues. Okay. And the person, the therapist or the, the coach or whoever they're working with gives them tools, help them work through their trust issues. And now they're on a path to being able to trust someone. Right. If they stop, then that stunts your growth. If you go the next step further, then you be curious of why do I have these trust issues? Yeah. And like you said, a lot of times it goes back to our childhood. Mm -hmm. It goes back to our childhood. And so that's why I bring up um, in our first session, you know, doing a, a genealogy. Let's talk about the relationship that you have with your mother. Mm. I like that. You know? <clears throat> and, and that's what I think I had to... Um... I didn't realize until after marriage that I wish I could have went back and done. Um, it's cause I I've, I've been, um, in therapy for almost two years now. Um, and so when she unlocked some stuff in me, I was like, man, I didn't even know because, you know, you talked about communication <laughs> and the communication piece. And I don't think I communicated well, you know, or I didn't know how, you know, like you said, we weren't mm -hmm. taught until I started actually teaching communication. <laughs> it was so funny. I taught students <laughs> healthy relationships, like adult learners talking about communication. I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, we're doing scenarios we're doing role playing I'm using you know the curriculum we got and I'm like this is like this is technique I wish I should have got this and so I use basically a lot of the techniques that I've taught and then when I got married and then when we you know got together in relation like we were able to work it out but I wonder if I didn't have that like where we would be you know kind of thing because it was something it was those tools and those resources that we need you know, in our lives. So that's key. Um, That's key. And then with the therapy, that's what I brought in therapy is like, she unlocked some stuff of a communication of how I need to explain things to my parents or our friendships and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that that was intersecting. You know, I didn't, we're cool. We're good. But friendships may be lacking or your family relationships aren't, aren't up to par or whatever might be going on. So that was good. That was good. But something you said, and I want you to go back to is emotional intelligence. And for the people out there, I guess, what are some ways that they would know how emotionally intelligent they are? Like how key is that? How to gauge it? Like Mm -hmm. if I want to be like, okay, Mm-hmm. I'm about to meet with somebody or I'm about to, you know, start dating again. You know, I want to know how they are, how I am. Like, how can we mm-hmm. find out, you know, what that looks like for ourselves mm-hmm. and what the, the partner that they're dating could could possibly be on that level. So, yeah, I don't know if you could sure. discuss that. Yeah. Sure. So when you're, um, when you're looking into emotional intelligence, one for yourself, there's a few things to look for. Look to see what, what, um, be well one be curious okay it's all about curiosity because mm-hmm. you're learning about yourself and you're questioning not in a bad way but questioning why things are happening right mm-hmm. so let's say for instance if you're having a conversation with a friend mm-hmm. and you notice you know that your body starts to tense up and maybe your palms start sweating mm-hmm. you may not recognize that something was said that could be triggering to you mm-hmm. right And so when we don't know these things, but we bring them into relationships, we're quick to go from zero to a hundred and give somebody a tongue lashing. Wow. If we understand what our triggers are, then we can, you know, already have in place. Okay. I know this is probably going to upset me. So let me take, let me step back Mm -hmm. and let me gather my thoughts. So that way I don't respond out of a place of fear gotcha. because we have that fear, that fear of making someone else mad, mm-hmm. the fear of losing a relationship. You know, we, we don't want to argue. So we either don't say anything or we say everything. Yeah. Right. Overshare. Yeah. But if you take a step back, right. Take a step back, you know, take a couple of deep breaths, you know, kind of slow down your response mechanism and look at the situation for what it is. Look at the facts for what it is. Because yeah. not everything that is said and everything that is understood is meant to hurt or harm, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's it's a trigger mm-hmm. and that other person may not know that. Mm. Wow. So you have to know yourself, okay, this is something that is going to really affect me and this is how I'm probably going to respond. So let me not respond in that way because if you can, if you will respond in a way that in five minutes, you'll say, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Mm-hmm why did I say that? Oh, I do that all the time. Then you know that you responded out of fear. Yeah. It wasn't a value-based response. Mm. So if you take the time to just slow down, think about it, check in with yourself, feel confident about how you're going to respond and then respond, then you can sit and say, okay, I really feel good about what I said. And in that, you probably set a boundary uh-huh. you probably ex- ex- exercise your assertiveness because you said what you needed to say, how you felt, you uh-huh. conveyed your message in a way that that person understands. Yeah. But see, we lose all of that when we just simply respond and go from zero to 100, cutting everybody up with our tongue, don't have a care in the world. Duh. And heaven forbid it's our spouse. Mm-hmm. Man, oh my goodness. So how, so that too, that was good because I hope y'all taking notes. I really, I really hope y'all out there are taking notes and y'all really doing some self-evaluation, some reflecting on what triggers you. Um, and so I'm guessing when you're, you know, in a relationship, do you tell your partner those triggers? Is that healthy to do? Like to say this, when you do this, yeah. this is when, what makes me nervous or makes my hands sweat or makes my heart beat race. That's when you share that, right? 
Right. So, but that's a part of communication. Okay. You're not going to come right out the gate, first date, you're ordering drinks, sure. and then, hey, let me tell you what my triggers are. <laughs> you know? I don't like this. But, you know, I don't like as that. You're getting, like this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, uh, check, please. Yeah, right. Out of water. I'm gone. <laughs> Yeah. But no, along the way, you know, once you start to develop that comfort in your relationship and you're able to have those, you know, start to have those transparent conversations, you can say, you know, I want to bring a few things, you know, just to your awareness, because I want to make sure that if I respond in a way that is not healthy for our relationship, I want you to know why, but I also want you to know that I see it and I'm working on it. Okay, there's nothing wrong with saying that I acknowledge I have this and I'm working on it. But I want you to know that. Mm -hmm. And that opens up the door for even your partner to say, okay, well, I've never thought about anything like this, but let me think on it. Let me see what what I typically respond to or something that typically easily irritates me. And then I can bring that to the conversation. So that way you're supporting each other in that. Mm. Mm, That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is, is um, the fear of bringing up that because they think that person's going to think like they're crazy mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, you know, rejection. Like it's a lot of things that could come up with why, you know, right. I know it's a lot of things I didn't want to bring up to him because I thought he was going to leave when I, you know, I was getting my heart beat <laughs> racing. I tell the story all the time when I told him how much debt I had. And or gearing up the conversation to tell him how much debt I had. And I avoided the conversation to a T because it was something that was really (laughs) it was just really a burden. And I didn't want that to be the oh we can't do that. You got, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. but we got something good. You're going to leave me over debt, you know, (laughs) but it was one of those things. And so when I told him, it was like a big relief. It was like a weight mm-hmm. that just was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And when he said, it's okay, we'll work it out together. You made it sound like it was, it was like, hold oh, I got damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I did. That's exactly, he was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's it? Uh, right. Just because you got debt don't mean that the relationship is not going to work. I can see if I it, it No. <laughs> <laughs> Because the thing is, it's like, okay, if I got issues and I know you got issues, you're carrying that burden and you're thinking that burden is going to hurt or harm me. And it's, it's not because I'm still trying to deal with my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you exactly. got problems? I got problems too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. It's working out. Right. Man. Well, I mean, well, yeah, it is working out. Sorry. I missed. I was. <laughs> She's like, you yeah. I didn't know you wanted me to respond or not. Oh, no. You didn't have Did you to. have something you wanted to add? Um, Trying to go to your, your I know things my thing's messing up. We'll go okay, ahead. or anything that you just heard. That you uh, well, majority of it is, is not try to be funny, but it sounds like a, a healthy introvert. <laughs> so explain. Um, because of being slow to speak, oh. you know, thinking over the process. A lot of um, me being an introvert, I I usually think before I say anything, which is really annoying sometimes. I know. But. Mm-hmm. But what I do notice a lot of people when not that I'm agreeing that you're annoying or anything. <laughs> right. She's like, mm-hmm, yep. Uh what I notice is whenever I do talk, people listen. It's because it's like, oh wait, he's saying something. Uh-huh. And then it's because I think it through, they'll be like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. A lot of times they automatically assume that I'm smart because of course I said, hey, that's neither here or there. But anyway. So when it comes to our relationship, I've learned to how to talk more, but I still kind of think it through before I say anything. So mm-hmm. like when she has her issues with me or some, something's going on, she's she's looking for like a, yeah, okay, say something. I just like, okay, all right, processing, processing. All right, then I say something and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. this man wants to fully talk it through. I'm going to have an argument. I- <laughs> kind of i don't but do yeah she she's not good with confrontation but we both not good with confrontation yeah i'll say that <laughs> <laughs> we're not but at the same time 
the fact that we're able to communicate and you know talk it through and the fact that i'm still learning mm -hmm. how to fully communicate as an introvert yeah um it's been helping us like tremendously so mm -hmm. yes communication is definitely key in those uh you know in dating yeah especially in any relationship um even with mm -hmm. i'm not going to give any names even with certain men i know oh, yeah. um you can you can tell the communication is where it needs to you know it needs to grow yeah and i feel like mm -hmm. a lot of times it's um a lot of women i hear from not that they don't have issues or they don't they can't communicate but a lot of the issue is he can't communicate with me the right way the way they want to be communicated with yeah right sometimes i hear like the and it's but it's common it seems like it's really common where the men aren't communicating properly to the women to express their needs express their wants express who you looking for are you wanting me mm -hmm. like do say something because the women out here are ready like they <laughs> you know right. go ahead queen go ahead <laughs> but let me so and and that's a really great point because we have you know these expectations like okay we want a relationship and i'm so in touch with myself and i want i'm ready to meet someone and all these things and a lot of men have never been confirmed mm. affirmed feel safe mm. in this space to really have that authentic conversation with with anyone to say this is what I want this is how I feel mm -hmm. and you know so it takes really some time I wouldn't say a whole lot but it takes some time to build that trust mm -hmm. to build that trust for them to um for a lot of men not all men yeah. but for a lot of men to you know break through that hard shell mm -hmm. and really expose how they feel and be genuine to what is it that you want mm -hmm. you know you have an option you have a choice here yeah you know you really do um and and lean into that you know don't try to force yourself into a situation thinking that it's going to change mm -hmm. because it's most likely not you know if you're not if both people are not at a place where they recognize that they want to make positive changes mm -hmm. you can't force anyone to change or to be the um example of what you visualize in your mind right and that goes back to early exposure what have people been exposed to mm. when it comes to relationships yeah yeah that's and that's key and that's something i think is not it needs to be taught more to the women to women too to when i when i speak i always speak about patience i'm like okay you have to be patient with him be only because i'm in a relationship with somebody i have to be patient with is why i know this I wouldn't have known this before dating him, but now that I'm able to speak about it, I'm able to say it just it really takes patience because I was going to drop him like <laughs> in the day because I'm like, this brother, I'm like, I'm trying, man. But, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm like, you just need to stick with it a little longer and be a little bit patient, mm -hmm. even though in some of the mm -hmm. cases it didn't work out. But I said, it takes time. Like you trying to get this man to marry you in six months or in three months, trying to get him to say what the relationship is. And he don't even know how to say it to you, to trust you, all the things. So I'm glad right. you really, um, you know, really talked about that because I'm glad that that's one of the things that needs to be said. It needs to, it needs to mm -hmm. be told, talked about. Just, just to be clear. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, it was even nothing wrong. She automatically was just trying to find yeah, a red flag. She's like, awesome. something ain't right. That's another thing too. Right. <laughs> it's like, hold yeah, on. but Hold that time. comes from trauma. Yeah. yeah. That comes and, from trauma. Thing, like, where, what's wrong with him? Where is it at? Where, mm -hmm. where is it? Yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's, for, go ahead. Now, I was saying the thing is, I was talking way more than I actually do with anybody. I was yeah. giving her all the stories, and mm -hmm. she was like, There's something wrong with this man. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, just, it goes back to just, you know, childhood and just noticing relationships that, that failed, you know. And so mm -hmm. I'm always like, Okay, even though, you know, my, you know, my parents were, um, I'm the only child between my parents, you know, between my both of my parents, and I have stepbrothers, stepsisters. And things like that and then also um, which i really don't call them that but you know um and mm -hmm. all those failed relationships that you see in family there's some good relationships but some failed relationships i always wanted to go mm -hmm. to deep end to the other side mm -hmm. like but what if right. it don't like work out so let me find something you know let me just mm -hmm. find something and start picking mm -hmm. different things that um that was that even need to pick like the brother said he's a man of god 
he's going to church, he's serving, he's doing all the things in my list, and I'm still trying to pick out things like really. He ain't all the way there yet. Yeah. He said he's going. <laughs> I don't know. Let me make he sure. He got baptized. Took me with him to go get baptized. Oh, and this was before take... you were de- before you were married. Yeah, all these things this, before this I was, was married. No, it was a stipulation before the uh, the baptized though. What what I I said that I need something to tell you. Oh, that that was a whole other story. And you I was like, but like I, I gotta show my love for God first. Yeah, and I had no idea what that meant. And so until it was between me and God, you just had to be come along. (laughs) But see, that was what, and then after that is when I saw where his heart was, you Mm. know, and then but it took time, it took patience. And that was six months, about six six months months into our relationship. So, and that's why I'm able to now tell and talk about this because of the experiences I've had. So I'm glad you were able to bring that to light. I, I enjoy this conversation when it comes to especially emotional intelligence, because that is a thing. All right. And when he talks about healthy, mm-hmm. when you talk about healthy relationships and mm-hmm. the trauma you experience and how really going back to how your relationships with your um, family, with different, your mom, Childhood. yeah, your dad, like, I didn't yeah. think I, mean, I thought about that, but I didn't really think specifically, how is your relationship with your father? How is it with mm-hmm. your mom? Like we always Within talk about, mother, but they don't, yeah. they don't pick the people to kind of do a right. broad range of, oh yeah, they're good. Oh yeah, we had trouble, but we mm-hmm. fine now. No, but for real, how is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or how was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's very important. Yeah. So I really, really appreciate you coming, Queen. This has been a great conversation. It you got was. Anything else you wanted to say? Oh well, it was the childhood trauma. Oh, go ahead. Um, I know we usually talk about our relationship and other people's relationships. I think the biggest thing I'm taking out of this is my relationship with Delia which was my daughter Oh, um, mm-hmm. because I am the father and I can actually harm her mm-hmm. in a way where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I can ruin her basically her life by yeah. just doing something where I think it's simple, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. So I, out of all this, I'm going to take it. Like I'm going to try my best to give her a nice protective bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give, mm-hmm. I mean, Lavelle too, but oh, yeah, Lavelle too. Yeah. But, I know for her it's it's increased because of the father yeah father daughter me me just being present for Lavelle is a big deal sure. just mm-hmm. with my emotions and how I talk to her is it's a little bit more for mm-hmm. her that's why a lot mm-hmm. of times it's more protective for her and then for him just me being here is enough for him mm-hmm. although I, of course I do more but right, right, right. me being your present right. Yeah. right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah I mean you know as long as you're having, you know, healthy conversations with them, asking them how they feel, mm-hmm. get, get, because at nine and 11, my kids are nine and 11. Um, I get on their nerves, but I don't care. I ask them all the time, <laughs> you know, what are you feeling? Notice any changes in their, their, their behavior or their thought process, or if they if they're gazing out, you know, ask them about what they're thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. what what adventure did you just go on? Tap into them, mm-hmm. help them to talk about it, and help build up their vocabulary. And that's really one very, very, very important thing when it comes to emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have an emotional bank of words mm-hmm. to draw from. Mm-hmm. All we typically know is happy, mad, sad, and glad. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't understand frustrated problematic turmoil joyful wow. you know jubil like we don't have all of those words authentic you know um in our bank so we have to learn those but we learn those by of course reading by um listening but by talking about it mm-hmm. by talking about it and so you know you can ask your daughter you know draw me a picture of how you're feeling and she draws the sun and a rainbow and the sky and the sky might be raining but we don't know if it's gonna rain but it asks her like so what's this day like? What are you going to do at this day? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, really help her to develop those words and freedom of expression. Yeah. And those are like really key ways for kids to build up their emotional intelligence because as they're going to school and they're being surrounded by other kids from other homes and other communities, mm-hmm. they need to be able to express exactly how they're feeling and what they're mm-hmm. feeling and then come back and talk to you Mm-hmm. and feel really safe to say i had a bad day mm-hmm. this is what happened wow 
Wow. I'm gonna have to take that. I'm uh, I'm an artist, and I know she's been drawn too. So me and her are gonna be drawn. That's good. Yeah, she <laughs> she does take on a lot of your traits. Mm -hmm. She takes on a lot of your traits. Um, and so no, that was good. That was key. And I think I gained more from this conversation. Like you know, from you. Well, I mean, you are family. You know, marriage and family. <laughs> <laughs> so like just as a whole like it's been this is an amazing conversation that people need to tap in really to what you got going on mm -hmm. and all that so tell the people where they can find you um how they can get connected with you if you have any services to provide them yeah let let the folks the listeners know how they can mm -hmm. how they can be connected with you sure so i'm on social media um instagram and facebook at cornerstone visionaries um, you can find there, you can send me a DM, you can send me, either way, my telephone number's up there, email, everything is kind of there. Um, but I also have specific coaching package. So I work with individuals, um, and it's all on a three-month basis. I work with individuals, couples, and families. Okay. Um, and we do a lot of, of this here, talking about building healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And one of the key things with the couples is, one thing that I've noticed with a lot of younger couples that I'm working with okay. is that they did not go to premarital counseling. Oh. And so here we are within, you know, a couple of years of being married and they're having very tense conversations about things that weren't discussed before they got married. Wow. Um, and so we talk about those things and kind of work and I coach them through that, just through those different areas. Like you guys talked about debt. Mm -hmm debt is one of them you know having children is another one mm -hmm. you know family values and I love that you guys started with family values because that's like the key to my heart mm -hmm. but family values what's important that we grew up in that we want to bring together for our own family mm -hmm. you know helping to have those discussions to build a healthy relationship we have to stop the stigma and and the the lack of acknowledgement of what a healthy relationship looks like, mm -hmm. you know, because we still have kids and kids and kids and generations after us mm -hmm. that are looking to see what it looks like in the flesh opposed to TikTok and YouTube and Ooh. on TV that's rehearsed and even on the Disney channel, you know, they see those relationships and they're like, okay, this is what we're expecting. No, this is real life relationship and this is yeah. how you communicate. And this is how you work through challenges. And this is how you celebrate each other. Mm. And this is how you say, I love you. Mm. This is how you express love. This is how you receive love. Good. That's so good. That is so good. Y'all, yeah. if y'all don't do anything right now, follow and DM. We'll, DM we'll have the links. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have everything in the, in the description but yes like come on y'all come on so is there any freebies that you're offering the listeners today of anything sure so if you um are interested in any one of my coaching packages i am taking 40 percent off of the fee okay. um depending on which package 40 percent. yeah i'm almost 40 so i'm gonna go with 40 hey. <laughs> almost 40 there you go okay yeah so, um, yeah, so when you reach out and kind of just say that you got this from um, when marriage and purpose collide and I'll hook you up and we'll get started on doing the work. There we go. Y'all listen up. Y'all better come on, get up in there, do it, do it. So I really, really appreciate you in this conversation. It was so healthy. It was fun. You even gave us some nuggets for our own family. Oh, yeah, like, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you joined in on the and conversation make it rain treat. Yep. <laughs> we're doing it big so i really really appreciate oh, sorry. you and your time and taking time out of schedule to come and speak with us so thank you so yeah that's it yeah. over and out y'all we'll see y'all next time on when marriage and purpose collide bye thank you thank you for tuning in to when marriage and purpose collide we hope you've enjoyed our conversation so hey, this is Lucretia, speaker, author, and purpose journey coach, and I am passionate about helping single women rediscover their purpose before the husband and blossom in their marriage. If you are seeking accountability in your single season or just want to prepare for marriage and you need a little push, I can help. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Lucretia M. Haley. That's L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-M Haley. If you've enjoyed the episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others. 
post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and we will see you next time.